you know, we're really basically consuming 500 calories more per day than we did back 50 years ago, back in 1973. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guy to God's will for good health. Hello, my name is Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing surgeon for well over 30 years. And my goal for each episode is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for good health and the way you eat and the way you live. If you're new here, we release a new episode every week. And if you enjoy the content, would you please leave us a good review? It really helps our ratings and allows our show to reach out to more people. And in turn, we can help those individuals. So we thank you for your support. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about insulin resistance. So let's dive right on into today's health quest. Insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, or syndrome X, and type 2 diabetes. Well, how do we develop insulin resistance? What does insulin, first of all, do for us? Well, number one, it lowers our blood sugar levels, which is known as glucose. Glucose and sugar are pretty much interchangeable. So number one, it lowers our blood sugar levels. Number two, insulin shuts down the liver from making more sugar, which is known as gluconeogenesis, which is the making of new sugar. So the liver, so insulin shuts that liver down from making any more sugar and it enhances the liver's fat production so what are the hallmarks of resistance well number one insulin can't shut the liver down and it increases sugar production and increases the blood glucose levels or the blood sugar levels number two the pancreas increases insulin production in the beginning which within time, the pancreas is compromised and then cannot produce any more insulin. And this is how we end up with type 2 diabetes. And number three, resistance in the liver does not affect fat production. So even though um, insulin is resistant at the level of the liver, because over time we've produced so much insulin, the liver starts to shut down, it does not affect fat production. So fat is continuously being produced, and we're going to go over that in a minute here. So how does this happen? Well, number one, it occurs by the type of foods that we eat. We keep pounding the idea that eating fast foods, uh, processed foods in particular, is not good. And on top of that, how much of the food that we eat has an impact and starts to alter our body's biochemistry or the chemistry of the body and the physiology and the way the body naturally works. So we're going to talk about uh, sugars and carbs. Well, first of all, we eat way too many carbs in our society. And sucrose, which is basically table sugar, so the sugar that you see on the table is made up of glucose, and another sugar called fructose. So sucrose or table sugar has both glucose and fructose in it. So let's talk about glucose. Well, glucose is the primary energy source for the whole body. Our muscles use it, our brains use it. And so anytime you consume anything that has glucose in it, 80% of that is gonna be used for energy. 
The remaining is stored as glycogen, which is a store is it's a sugar uh, storage molecule. So sugar gets stored in the form of this glycogen, and it's used um, for and it's and it's actually stored for later purposes when we need it. Now, once the glycogen storages are full, the excess sugar then gets converted to fat by the liver. And this is about 20% of the glucose that we uh, consume. But now let's talk about fructose. Fructose is another form of sugar, but it's not glucose. It's completely different and the liver metabolizes sh uh, fructose completely different than glucose. In other words, where we talked about glucose getting into the bloodstream we use it as a source of energy. So the muscle and the brain will actually use glucose. Well, folks, 100% of fructose actually gets metabolized in the liver. And fructose gets metabolized into what we call very low density lipoproteins. This is the worst kind of cholesterol that our bodies can actually have. So this fructose, this form of sugar, gets metabolized into a very bad cholesterol. And this is called hepatic de novo lipogenesis. Now, what does that mean? That's a fancy term, meaning lipogenesis, meaning the making of fat or new fat de novo by the liver. So the liver makes this new fat from the sugar. So a high carb diet actually primes this de novo lipogenesis or the liver making extra fat and it all comes from this fructose so about 50 percent of fructose ends up as fat if your glycogen stores remember glycogen is stored sugar if those are full then practically 100 percent of that fructose becomes fat so in essence you're not consuming carbs you're consuming fat and your liver is now making free fatty acids and triglycerides, which are other forms of fat. And it's also producing excess sugar because now the insulin can't shut it down. So what's happened here, folks, and the reason why I bring up fructose is because back in 1993, our father, who art in Washington, actually gave permission to the food industry to go ahead and use high fructose corn syrup as a substitute for sweetener for sugar. So as a kid growing up, when I had a 7-Up, if I had one or a Coke, it had real cane sugar in it. Ice cream had real cane sugar in it. Um, our cereals had real cane sugar in it. So by 1993, because corn is subsidized by um, uh, Washington, what ends up happening is, is we've got so much of it that we turned it into this high fructose corn syrup and now used it as a substitute. And mostly all your foods, including your soda pops in particular, your, your breakfast cereals, your breads, your ice cream, all contain this fructose or high fructose corn syrup, especially these uh, syrups that we use that we put on our pancakes or French toast. And folks, as I said, you think it's a sugar, but once it gets into your body, your liver converts it into bad fats.
And so it eventually gets stored. So what are some of the other problems with fructose? Well, number one, it doesn't stimulate insulin secretion. So your pancreas that makes insulin and then, you know, uh, secretes it into the bloodstream to lower your blood sugar doesn't have any receptors for fructose. So even though fructose levels are rising in the blood, your body's not stimulating insulin. Now, insulin stops the production of sugar in the liver. Remember that. And insulin combined with leptin that we talked about in one of our previous podcasts tells us that we're full and to stop eating. So number one, you're consuming this fructose and there's no insulin. And so eventually it gets converted into fat and it doesn't secrete the insulin. So it doesn't give us the sensation that we're full and your liver is continuously producing more sugar and more fat, especially with the uh, ingestion of uh, fructose. And then by not telling your body or your brain to shut off because we're full, because leptin is not secreted, we now have all these added calories in our stomach and we're not getting full. Number two, it doesn't suppress ghrelin. And ghrelin is a hunger hormone that comes from the stomach. Now, if it doesn't suppress ghrelin and ghrelin is still being secreted and it's the hunger hormone, it's telling your brain that we're still hungry and we need to, we need to continue to eat more. So we've added all these calories into our stomach, which now is going to get converted into fat and our stomach, it's throwing our whole system off by saying we're not full and we need to continue to eat. So when you consume increased sucrose and fructose and continue with this, we end up with bad fats and that spells trouble. You now have an oversupply of bad omega-6 fatty acids or what we call arachidonic acid. These are bad fats and they serve as a substrate for inflammatory mediators. Remember what we talked about before, this is a substrate which then gets converted into bad inflammatory uh, products and causes inflammation in our body. And this is known as eicosanoids. And, you know, and this is just great because we're just adding more inflammation to the inflammation that we already have. And of course, this wreaks more havoc on our metabolic system. So we're consuming stuff, especially these bad fats, which now increases more inflammation and that in turn creates more problems to our metabolic system, such as insulin resistance. And this manifests as a serious breakdown of fat metabolism, okay? So uh, what are the dynamics? What is the breakdown of this? Well, we're producing these bad fats, and one of them is free fatty acids, which now increases in the bloodstream. On top of that, it increases triglycerides, which is a surrogate marker for what we call these long chain fatty acids that are in our in the muscle cells. So you'll go to the doctors and one of the tests that they uh, test you for, especially when they're testing for cholesterol, is your HDLs, which are your good cholesterol, your LDLs, which is your bad cholesterol, and your triglycerides. So increase free fatty acids and increase triglycerides eventually is a marker 
for the types of fats that are deposited in the fat cells. Now, when fat gets into the fat cells, it's called intramyocellular lipid, which is lipotoxicity. So muscle cell fat ends up causing this thing called lipotoxicity. Toxicity of fat being in the muscle or being in areas where it shouldn't be, okay? Keep in mind that God created fat cells to protect us from fat going into the wrong places. So fat needs to go into the fat cells. But when you have an excessive amount of fat cells that are overly uh, packed with too much fat, then they spill into back into the blood and it can get stored into the fat. What's more, we consume fructose, the liver converts this into bad fats, this extra bad fats then get stored into the muscle causing problems because eventually when your fat cells get overloaded with too much fat, it starts to spill back into the bloodstream. So again, we're consuming, you know, we're really basically consuming 500 calories more per day than we did back 50 years ago, back in 1973. 500 extra calories per day. Now, if you consume an extra 3,500 calories per day, you added a pound of weight to your body weight. So if you're eating an extra 500 calories per day, more than you did back in 1973, at the end of the week, you will have put on a pound. So can you imagine after 52 weeks or one year, you're already 52 pounds overweight. So remember, God made the fat cells for a reason, but we don't have to fill them up with too much fat. And that's basically what we're basically trying to say here. So when we consume too much of the wrong foods, the excess fat buildup in the muscle prevents the glucose transport system to function properly. So what ends up happening is as the sugar is circulating through your blood, it needs to get into the muscle for the muscle to use it as energy. Well, with excess fat buildup in the muscle cell, the transporters or the doors that allow sugar to enter into the muscle now become locked. They can't, they can't open up. The sugar can't get into the muscle. Uh, and at that point in time, the muscle has no way of producing energy. So then it starts to use uh, fat in excess. Now, our pancreas tries to compensate and it puts out more insulin. So we can't get, we can't lower the blood sugar levels by the sugar getting into the muscle. The body recognizes this. It tells the pancreas, hey, we gotta start putting out more insulin. So the beta cells in the pancreas that makes the insulin starts to put out more insulin. But we're now insulin resistant at the levels of the muscle. But here's what ends up happening, folks. We talked about lipotoxicity, meaning that the fat buildup in the muscle cells where it doesn't belong now starts to affect the ability for the receptors to allow sugars to get into the muscle. But here's what happens. Excess fat now starts to build up in those cells in the pancreas that makes insulin, okay? So we still remember lipotoxicity means excess fat accumulation in areas where it doesn't belong. And over time, the pancreas now becomes dysfunctional and it can't make insulin. So at first, 
Insulin kept liver's ability to make sugar under control. Now with the resistance or no insulin production, it increases uh, sugar production. It also decreases the ability of the muscle to take in the sugar. And the liver increases sugar and fat production. And this is what results in metabolic syndrome or syndrome X. It presents itself with abdominal obesity, increase in blood pressure or hypertension, increase in blood sugars, increase in blood triglycerides, low HDL, which is the, a lower level of good cholesterol, and this all results in type 2 diabetes. And here we have a photo of what metabolic syndrome looks like. So what can we do? Number one, again, we can go on a ketogenic diet, uh, try to get into a ketogenic state, either through Atkins diet or the ketogenic diet, and then move into a paleo diet by increasing vegetables, nuts, uh, no fruits in the beginning, but then you can have, the only thing, the only fruits that you can have which are very low glycemic are your berries, your strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. Um, and over time, but eat them whole. Don't, don't make them into a juice. A juice takes the fiber out and you need to have that fiber. Uh, exercise also increases the insulin sensitivity. And you can also take supplements that we provide for you in, once you subscribe to our podcast. We'll give you a whole list of supplements that you can take. Now, taking the supplements isn't going to correct the problem. You have to change the way you eat. You have to start uh, implementing an exercise program. And with the supplements, you'll start to see how you start to change your life. Get in alignment with God's will. Do God's will. And you'll see miracles happen in your life. With that, I'd like to thank you so much for watching our show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure that you leave us a good review and visit our website and social media accounts to connect with us more. And if you would like to see any of the sources of research uh, for this particular episode, it will be available on our show notes and description. Until next time, have a great day and God bless. Mm -hmm.